0: Blob Talk Radio. There's something outside. What is that? Wow.
1: Radio. Welcome to Monster X Radio. It is, this is Gunnar Monson. Today I'm going to be talking with uh, Mr. Ben Freed. Ben is one of the members of Bigfoot Ops, Bigfoot Research Team up in Washington State. He's been on the show before, but he, it's been a while, so um, we're going to catch up and uh, see what Ben's been up to. Ben, welcome to Monster X Radio. How are you? Good, Chuck. I mean, Gunner, how's it going? <laughs> you Pretty Seth. good. I told you worse. That's right. I've been called worse. So, for the folks that, that haven't... tried you, but... For the folks that haven't had an opportunity to, uh, to uh, hear about you before, can you give us a little bit of uh, background, what what you're doing up there with Bigfoot Ops?
0: Yeah, what, what we're doing is uh, we're actually trying to uh, study behaviors and just uh, oh, regular patterns. We're not actually trying to prove any kind of existence or anything. We're kind of beyond that. So we've been doing that for since uh, June of 2010.
1: And you have a particular research area that you guys um, frequent up in, like, in Washington state. Yeah. We, yeah. We go right outside of Ashford.
0: Um, oh, it's Ashford Washington. it by Mount Rainier park entrance. Uh, we really hadn't had to go anywhere else. That's where we've had most of the, uh, um, encounters at and everything. It's almost every month. So we have something going on. So,
1: so, and you, like you said, you've been doing this for a while and you, you alluded to encounters. Um, what are some of the, the things that, that you've experienced in your, your area? I just, uh, we, had a sight, we had a sighting
0: like two years ago um, at the, one of our sites, is Charlie. We um, go Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta. There's all your military terms that are in the alphabet. So it's a lot easier to keep track of to saying the yellow gate or whatever. But I was at Scott Taylor, and in, in, uh, I had a sighting. It was about almost 9 o'clock at night, a little bit after, almost dark. Um, it, was, it was kind of unique, and Scott Taylor's with BFRO, so he was up, happened to be up there with me. Um, we've had... good.
1: No, I know Scott, yeah. Been out with Scott
0: okay. before, so... Well, not a lot of people do, so I just want to make sure everybody's yeah. aware of that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was, that was actually uh, quite interesting. We've had a few other things going. Well, actually, that's one of our top sites because I just had something go on here uh, a couple weeks ago. I guess we tried to do some follow-up on here. Um, here, we've had rocks thrown at us. We've had we've heard knocks. We've had, uh, had a couple people up there at seeing, uh, had sightings also, but they were at night. I shouldn't say it, uh, it's uh, actually one person. Um He he was <laughs> actually my boss I had took up there, and he was sleeping in the car out back behind my RV, and he said something woke him up in the middle of the night, and he happened to look through his, his windshield, and he sees this, he called a creature uh, staring at him. I had actually just found that out actually a couple weeks ago because he was so terrified when I found him in the morning. It was about 6, six o'clock, I guess, maybe earlier. I got up, and he was just shivering and white-faced, and got out of his car, and he just said, you know, I was going to take him researching and everything, but he said, the
1: research is not
0: for him. He was just totally terrified and everything. He said, I'm going home. So that's what he did. And I just didn't contact until, I guess it was like four or five years ago, but I actually went back last week, and to that run into him and talked to him about it. I, couldn't, I said, well, what, what happened or whatever, and that's what he told me. I thought that was really interesting. So,
1: so Over had kind of, he had, had any violent encounters or anything? But had he had uh, any interest? He must have had some interest in Bigfoot if he was, or did you just trick him and tell well, him we're going I, camping I, and you took him I, to yeah. a Bigfoot area? <laughs>
0: yeah, what <laughs> i doing that stuff too. Um, no, he, he showed a little bit of interest, and in, in, he, he likes getting into UFOs, which I'm not really into. Um, but he, you know, he, he he showed some kind of interest up there. But I guess when he got, you know, it's so to talk in a lighted room or whatever. After I got him up there, he kind of, you know, these things are for real. So he, he felt a, you know, a little different there. But he actually talked well, to me. He talked about wanting to go out again. But again, that's in a, a lighted room or
1: whatever, you know. But it took me. It took him several years to get over it. So, well, that's people that have encounters. You know, especially visual encounters. They everybody seem there's some people you know become obsessed with the subject and and can't get enough of it. And other people like don't want anything to do with it. It keeps them even stories of of seasoned outdoorsmen, you know, not wanting to go back mm-hmm. in the woods for some never go back. But you know, it it sounds like that's this gentleman. Is has recovered from the initial shock. You think, like, you know, people yeah, having four years. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but that's it's it's a big paradigm shift when you get that confirmation experience. You know, where you see this creature that basically stepped out a legend, and maybe you saw it on you know stories about it on TV and stuff. But it's completely. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it's completely different waking up and um, looking out your windshield and seeing something looking at you. Reminds me of that, that 911 mm-hmm. call. What's it doing? It's looking at me, you know. <laughs> uh, so, but, that, you, you, I mean. That,
0: give me, You know, I tried to get some details on what it looked like and everything. You didn't give me too much. He said it was dark and you just knew it was just peeped over. And it, you said it stood there for like a couple of minutes, I guess, and then it just walked off. But he just he was sitting and watching he just woke up to it, you know, and didn't
1: sleep well at all anyway, so I uh, thought that was kind of strange. Well, but can you describe what your your uh sighting, what did you see, what were the circumstances and how good a good look did you see and what and describe what you saw. Okay. Um
0: that, that particular, I've, I've been out there a few times and I've actually seen, uh, you know, hair and stuff. I see a creature running here and there or whatever, just, glim- just glimpses a lot of times. But I actually had a really good look at one when I was up there with Scott, like I said. And I was actually, we had been hiking all over the site. We went up to Charlie's up on the hill and stuff in several hours and we went down to Delta. And we were coming back from the Delta and it was pretty dark, or getting close to dark, not, I can't say dark. But anyway, uh um, so I was sitting there talking to him, and I said, well, I better set my equipment before it gets dark. So I had two farms, which are field audio recording monitors, we call them, but they're actually just recorders on tripods, with parabolics. Anyway, and I had two of those in my hand, and I was going out, and I was, uh, and it, was it had just drizzled a little bit, I think it was. But anyway, I was going across some deadfall trees, you know, limbs and stuff like that, and I was flipping all over the place, and I, As I looked to my left, I kind of just got a glimpse of something moving. And I just kind of, like, stopped over and stared over there. And here was this uh, uh, big – I'm trying to say big. It was huge. And it was actually bigger than the tree. It was trying to hide behind a small tree. I guess the tree is probably about mm, uh, 10, 12 inches wide. And there was this big old thing trying to hide behind it. So, anyway – he, I could see his foot move back, and then he stepped on a a stick or something, and made a big snap. Uh, it kind of he kind of looked back over at me, and had to be peeking behind the tree, and then he looked down at his, you know, back where he he, he uh, stepped, and then he had the weirdest look on his face. I mean, it, it had a, I don't know, like oh well, I got caught or yeah. Isn't, I'm trying to be nice about the words I usually use, but like. Uh, just looked down and said, oh, crap. And then he kind of looked back up at me, and like I said, he had a weird look on his face. And then he pushed off the tree and went down all four. But he flew about, like, when he pushed off the tree, a good 15 feet. I've never seen anything like that. And just lightning fast. He covered, a, oh, uh, I think it's the tree line like like 100 feet. There's some trees there. Where he was standing was just a couple of few trees and then some brush, whatever. And then he covered that in a matter of a couple seconds, it seemed like two or three seconds, he was just gone. And he went back in the brush back there, he was snapping branches and stuff. So I turned around and yelling out for Scott to come out of his tent. He stays in the tent and everything. He came out there and he had a therm- thermal thing. My thermal was in uh, the RB, hadn't got it yet. But I was telling what had just happened. He was up on top of a stump stern, and we could actually hear it still back there. It didn't go very far. Um, but I couldn't get him. He wasn't brave enough to go in there with me. So I didn't want to go in there by myself chasing natural cause we've got some bad instances where we try to do things like that and it kind of backfires on us. Get uh, boulders or, or wood thrown at you or a walk thrown at you. So you definitely don't want to go in there just chasing him in a So uh, they stuck around there for like three hours or whatever in the brush back there with, uh, at the tree line and actually got some recording and some, uh, vocals coming out of there that particular night too. So, but, but people always ask me what it looked like. Well, it's just, it's weird. Say, I always wanted to say, and I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but it, like a, a Eskimo face, but it had a real it's distinguished uh, brow ridge, you know, it really protruded like a like a caveman. That's what I always wanted to say. But uh, eyes were kind of like, insane I couldn't really see the eyes because it was just getting dark, and it just had real black in, in the eyes it, it was really hard to see him and it was off a uh, cinnamon color but anyway he had stuck his head up when he's looking around the tree and everything after most his head is up next to his knot up there so i went back and measured that was eight foot two inches so that's how that's how big he was The if he- There was a lot of under uh underbrush yes so so I measured that, so make sure I got that and everything, But it was just really, really quick. It was less than I can probably 30 seconds, maybe altogether before it. You know, I was just meant to look down, two foot move, whatever. Look at me, and then took off.
1: But, but it was you actually saw it, saw it. Yeah, and you actually saw it in its locomotion. I mean that. That it dropped down. I mean, it, it saw you tried to hide behind a, a tree that was sm- too small to hide behind, and mm-hmm. realizing that it had been it had been seen, it, it boogied out of there. But you actually got to observe it drop down and go to all fours and then and leave the, yeah, it wasn't the like area. It was not a drop.
0: It was like a leap. I've never seen anything where it pushed up a tree like that. It pushed off the tree. And it just went flying, you know. as is like it's got such agility, and it can just, you know, stretch out for everything. And they seem oh, to I've, do that a lot. They seem to like, uh, run. run they all, they're always running away. We hear them running away if the coast is in the dark or whatever. And if we if we think that they, we see them or whatever, they, they're always taking off.
1: So you
0: know, and I had talk I, about, I had
1: that happen just a couple of weeks ago too. Well, let's talk about that. Right. What. What happened in that instance? I mean, you you have an area that, and people, you know, you get skeptical when when Bigfoot researchers talk about having multiple contacts with. But our my experience up in our research area in the Tillamook Forest, I mean, we had a lot of weird things, and it was in one particular area. You know, we mm-hmm. they seem to be curious and, and come in and look at us. I is what I suspect is there's there's these weird mm-hmm. you know that we're like like Bigfoot TV, so, yep. So you guys have been doing this for a while. You you know, of the times that you go up into your research area, what would you say, percentage wise, the frequency of of some kind of unexplained, um, what you might relate to possibly Bigfoot activity? Do you have, like.
0: But they, they all How seem to be there happen. all the time. Just, it, you, you just have to move around. The, the site's almost like about seven square miles, I, I would say. And, and we have several different sites. I and mean, they actually move around these different sites. One's up at a higher elevation. Uh, one's in the lower land. Uh, one's next to the rivers. And then next to the creeks. Some of the creeks running through them. Um, it just depends. And they don't sit there. Um, we, we get we, we pretty much pinpoint exactly. Like in July for Charlie is a really good month. But for some reason, we seem like we've had something going on there every month in July, every year. Um, but he, they hang around there. Um, you have a lot of activity, and then you go up there the next weekend or a couple of days and you get nothing. So you have to go, uh, like it's a Yankee site. We go over there. That's where a couple of weeks ago I just had something going on. Um, and we believe they get pushed out of there is because they're doing some logging up in Zebra. Um, and they moved they – actually, we, this Yankee site, we call it now, um, they moved in that area because there's, the logging going on. So there seems to be nothing going on in Zebra right now. So we think the logging's actually pushed them out of there. So they kind of like – Which makes in this sense. Area, and then, yeah. They do a lot of stuff that's repetitive and, and unique, you know. But the, overall, we have to go – we have to do a lot of gold looking for arms sometimes. Um, they come they come to you know, Charlotte's that's good for curiosity or whatever, but most of them are doing dealing with juveniles and these juveniles are getting bigger now, so um the the adults don't seem to want to do anything to me. They go out of the way to you know to get around this. It, it, it seems like when juveniles are involved or anything with the al- adults there, um they seem to just be like training them on us, you know, or whatever, see how our reactions are. When they come in, there. but they're very very watch. We know there's an adult always there, so we're always kind of careful. Um, but it's it's unique experience. Like I said, it's, it's comical sometimes. and Sometimes you go out there and it's just like nothing going on. I mean, most time, like we you know, we usually don't. Uh, we still do it every once in a while. They go check the full moon study because we've never heard or recorded anything in the full moon on the day of the full moon. I should say or the new moon, whatever they call it. Um, we haven't got any kind of activity going on that day. Don't understand it. Can never figure it out. But that day is like nothing. Uh, hmm. Since in a day is more in the night. We've had activity during the day, but we haven't had any activity at night. So uh, it seems like it, when that moon pops up there in it's the brightest or whatever, it, they, there's nothing going on. No, no calls, no nothing. In nine years, I've never heard nothing out there. So, but, I mean, On the full like moon night. No, huh. yeah. and sometimes it goes on, you know, a day or two before that, and day or two after we'll get nothing. So, but we go out and check just to make sure the research is, you know, um, accordingly. Because when people, talk, you know, I have to, and it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Because this group of big, you know, i was saying there's one ticker group here. We think there's another group uh, up at Zebra because we've recorded two things going on at the same time, two different sets of groups, you know going on, and this particular group mm-hmm. up at Charlie and everything. There's about t- 10 of them in that group now. So things things change like I said, and sometimes we get like individual uh, activity where we just know there's maybe one or two. We should never say one because it seems to be more than one all the time, mm-hmm. um, but it's the numbers are down. We haven't heard the main group which is yeah, ten or eleven in that group, if I remember correctly. I think I yeah, 11 eleven one night, and just the vocals back and forth. But uh, we haven't heard the group in years. But so we've had a lot of you know individual or twos and threes going on all the time. But never hear the whole group out there in a long time. So,
1: so how did you determine the number of the of of individuals that that you were um... Hearing well, actually, or fighting. Up them. There one night,
0: they were all. Yeah, they were all vocalizing out there, and so and actually, this is what started how I found the site in the first place because it was actually out during the day, and I had to pull up my truck, and I was out there researching this particular area, <laughs> and I had to me getting close a long time because we were doing push few snaps or whatever. Anyway, I had stopped and pulled up, uh, pulled over my truck up in this spot. I got out of the truck and the first thing I heard and this was at about 7 o'clock in the morning, heard three knocks. And I thought huh, okay. So I thought since I was just opening up the door, I assumed it, it may have been gunfire or whatever. Somebody shoot out there and I think I was shooting it. Um, anyway, so and about 30 seconds later, then some elk come flying out. Of there. There's three elk. There's a bull and a couple of cows come flying out of the brush. And they're about 20, 25 feet in front of me. And they were running across from uh, left to right, and they got down their waist, uh, probably, they probably went about another 25 feet or whatever, and I heard a bang, bang, bang again, which was definitely wood knock, and they changed direction, They went to my right, across this road I was that. And then, it must have been five seconds later, I hear bang, 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 and they changed direction again. Now, I don't know if they were actually hurting them, or whatever, I like to think that, but you know, the the, Del- the elk were responding to the knocks, and they were just moving, mm-hmm. you know. So they ended up going towards, towards the west, and they ran off. So I actually come back to that site at night. I went around there, looked around for a while, didn't, didn't find any tracks or anything like that. But I went back to that about 11 o'clock at night, and I was out there, and I hadn't been there more than five minutes with my wife. We were sitting out there, and I hatch, heard a, a, a vocal from a, a juvenile, and I was kind of like, you know, corresponding, I was doing some loops back and forth, and this lasted for like five minutes, and all of a sudden, I guess Mama was up on top of the hill, because these were definitely juvenile, and they were actually joined in by another juvenile, they were singing back and forth, they were back, it sounds like singing anyway, to to me, and I guess Mama realized that I wasn't a Bigfoot, that I was a human or whatever, she come off this hill, and was, same hill, she come off of is one really steep hill, it's right next to trolley site. And she coming in and down there doing this bloody woman scream. She just screaming and screaming and screaming, and the uh, little ones kind of you know broke it off, stopped. And I was standing there, and about must have been like five minutes later. It seemed like there, I was the whole my truck is surrounded and stuff. I didn't have a light or anything like that out there. I kind of like, ooh, I hear grunting, you know, I hear stuff go flying over my head. I hear brush being tore up, you know, and it's kind of flung inside side of my truck and everything, but I can't see things. It's like, you know, it's just black out there. can't see your hand in front of your face or anything. So I thought a bit off more, maybe more than I could chew here because, you know, they're grunting, growling, and I hear more and more coming in. I hear, you know, circling out there in the brush, you know, pacing back and forth and just trying to, you know, get me going. So anyways I kind of just kept it quiet for a while and then calmed down. And I thought, you know, I'm just gonna get myself in done forward, But they're kinda of at the spot where there's nothing I could do now, you know, I couldn't even get my truck in time, so they weren't that far away. So anyway, so they calmed down a little bit and this is a couple more loops and everything and the little ones start you know vocalizing again and then I hear I hear uh, the female chattering yeah, she was screaming for a while, and then I'll, but, you know, I actually had to tell my wife calm her down because she actually thought it was a woman being killed out there. And I actually had to take oh, wow. her after and yeah. her for like, yeah, she th- actually thought it was a woman. It did sound like a woman screaming in the uh, in the last parts of the the vocal. You can actually hear, you know, uh, it sounds like a woman. Is just a, a human woman's voice or not voice? But a, you know, I should say voice or whatever, scream, screaming, uh, mm-hmm. but. I actually had to take her at the, uh at the end of that sure that there's nobody else out there. You know, she's actually probably a woman being a And I said, would there be a woman out here, you know, we're vocalizing with uh, Bigfoot or whatever, you know, Bigfoots. So, but anyway, I had sit there and um, this had gone for, it was probably like two or three hours, maybe longer four, I would probably say. And I could actually sit there and start hearing, you know, and call back and forth and now start counting. Even though they were moving around a lot at that these one particular the one if I say ten or eleven, because I didn't know for sure it was a male if he was grunting, if it was he moving around or whatever. So I definitely did count ten of them that night, so and, and if we're a for a real close encounter, that's probably the ones, you know, I always say like they're testing or whatever, but we've had we've had a few counters like me and Chuck out there, something similar, you know, where they do stuff like that, so we get kind of used to it now. So.
1: It's it's ca- commonplace. Yeah, it's kind of funny when it. I mean, when you do get in an area that has um, a lot of activity, and and they seem to be interested in in what you're doing or what or interacting or or letting. I mean, they they let you know mm-hmm. they're in the area, but they don't um, seem to want us to see them. Um, Mm-hmm. But they don't. Yeah, I not
0: understand. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, I mean, I they're not shy about out, vocalizing.
1: You
0: know? Yeah. No. Well, they they don't vocalize as much now that we're at, when we go out there a lot. They seem to seem to know. I I realized it used to be when I was out there. I was out there for like a month and a half. After that, every weekend, and it was just like God, I got. I thought, well, how the hell did they have any hard time recording these things because they're just Chatty Kathy's all night long. You know, they're vocalizing back and forth all night long. And the more you interact with them, the more the more it seems like, you know, and there's other people, other people at the site and everything, they start doing out there. And I think that's what's calmed it all down. Because when they're close to camp, they don't vocalize anymore. They have to be way out there. You know, if they're, if they're hmm. within, you know, 500 feet or whatever, they're not going to vocalize anymore. But that, that I didn't understand. It was like a month and a half. And actually, Chuck had picked up one of those recordings the last night that I heard some uh real vocalizations like that and that's where I met him at is where he recorded that and he asked me if I had you know, as soon as he had seen me out there that night. Uh I was on Facebook or whatever, and that's how he hooked up. So he got the last part of it. Now that every once in a while you get some screaming or the males calling they call them a lot. You know, girls go woohoo back, whatever, and they do that long drawn out Ohio call. That's the only call I seem to hear them do. Now they grunt and everything like that, but that seems to be the major call I hear all the time. So
1: you know. interesting.
0: Yeah, so what what, what, say, of, said,
1: no, what? what kind of? Go ahead. Now, what what kind of documentation? You said that you're you're not so much interested in proving they exist because in your mind, I mean, you've had that confirmation experience. You've seen one, so you know, they exist now. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's about data collection. It, it's,
0: it's it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to, 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 I'm trying to think of what I'm looking for here because people want to sit there and prove, you know, that's, that's main. The main thing is people are trying to prove it. The average, uh, you know, documents or behaviors or whatever like that and things they do. Um, it can be harmful to humans. Like I said, we we haven't really had it. I mean, I've had my windshield busted with uh and my RV, you my uh, know. They they you know the the habits they do is I thought it was more fascinating than trying to prove that you know something exists. It's getting down to where people want to kill one or whatever, and I don't I don't have any harm to want to kill anything, so so it doesn't make sense to do that. So it's not going to prove anything to science. This is we. You kill you kill one if it's happened to be male, then somebody's going to want to you know kill and dissect a female, and then they say, well, that's the only one. They're not. to kill the whole entire family. It never stops. So, and I, I don't think they need protecting like people think because they they, they, pretty, they pretty much hide all the time, and you don't need to I don't think I don't even know how you would keep one on the reservation. Basically, you know, on, in a with put a preservable reform. Good luck on that one. These creatures are just too right. huge. They're too strong. And we've to document right. their strength. I mean, they, they, we've seen them pick up, you know, you can't say they've seen them, but we've heard them push over good-sized trees. I mean, it's just ridiculous on this tree. We've actually had some progressions of uh, limbs in a cedar tree, which are probably about three and a half inches, four inches uh, wide. Pull them out of the trees. They look like little spears sitting there. As you pull them out the long way, they don't break them off. They pull them out. And I that's, that's incredible strength. And they showed lots of intelligence, like uh, feeding, them apples, feeding them apples, I thought I was feeding them, but they were taking the bags of apples and actually go out and baiting deer with them. I found the bags about three miles away. Uh, so it would always date them and everything. And them, like I said, I thought I was feeding them up the storm and everything. And they were actually using those uh, apples to, to, to draw in deer. And you were putting them in an ambush area. I thought that was u- really unique. I thought, what, what's, what kind of intelligence is that? You know. So. That's yeah, nice, that's pretty amazing. talking to, like their food sources. Yeah, it doesn't do any good. To, you know, like when you do an habitu- uh, habituation, you're trying to feed them. It, it, I feed them to keep them around. Sometimes, you know, we're giving biscuits and stuff like that. But. Primarily, we know that's not their, their primary food source or whatever, and that's what we're trying to figure out. But their food sources are, we know one of them is salal. Um, and I think, Tom, on your occasion you said the same things. you know, they relate that with the little berries, like salal berries and everything. But I thought it was unique that salal is the apathetic prison. And it's unique, a lot of that in, in the winter time. So but with the higher elevation, mm. we found a little piles of these things. So out in the middle of nowhere. So this is, you know, that would make sense. Because the food's more scarce, There's not as you know, small animals. There's not as much as there's in the summertime. Makes that put down in lowlands in the summertime. So it's it's unique. You, know, you find all kinds of little stuff like that. So and there's it, unless you really see them, it's really hard to prove anything unless you actually see them do it. And that's what we're hoping from all this is to see do certain things where we can say, okay, that's a true thing. You know, it's a hundred percent. So it's difficult. So
1: some of the so you have these different quadrants, these different areas that you've designated, and mm-hmm. you say that you yep. and they move. They seem to move around within this this area. Mm-hmm. Are so? Are you able to somewhat predict where they might be at a, at a given time, different time of the year, or yes. different it, time of well, day? They, they or they change?
0: It, it, yeah, they change. Well. This year is actually surprising me because we're getting more days uh activity going on than we normally do. I thought this year is really diff- different because most of the time we always, you know, did a lot of night study and everything. And then I like, said, so a couple weeks ago, I ran into uh, to one um 11 o'clock in the morning, which I thought, wow, well, I haven't heard one out here your vocalized. It's good to help me at 11 o'clock in the morning in a long time. So uh, we actually had recordings to uh, – I should say that was a month, a month ago, two weeks ago, at Charlie's site. We were out there, and they were throwing rocks and everything, and this was going on in broad daylight uh, about almost 6 o'clock in the morning. Actually, it was 5.41 a.m., and it was broad daylight. Uh, we thought that was different, you know, to have that that kind of sighting. It was There, there was there most of the night, but it didn't do anything. We had some apples laying up there, and everything. went up back to East um, and I shouldn't say it either because I haven't completely proved that yet. That's what was going on. I actually had a camera that failed on me, but we actually recorded all of this. We could hear knocks and hear a couple of trees pushed over here. Uh, Here's some big thumping. I actually checked the spot around the apples. Completely, yeah, I couldn't find it. Personally, when I see apples missing, I started thinking it's deer, elk, or bears. Well, I didn't find any tracks like that. I didn't find any tracks, period. which was unique. Because the ground was pretty soft over there, and I thought that was, you uh, That it was, a, if it had been deer or elk, they had a real short push, and they really actually do put a lot of good impressions in, in there. You can always tell. But I couldn't find anything like that, so, and I actually double checked two or three times now, too. I was actually out there today, and I just double checked everything, see if I could find a bear track, if I can let it off as a bear. But you can, you can never really tell unless you actually see it. So.
1: But you were, you were and you had said something to me uh, um, a while ago about you were asking me if if I had you know
0: ever had yeah, yeah, yeah. issues that, with batteries
1: yeah. going out. So yeah, what you've had some. I mean, because you've had a, a few things that have are weird experiences, and that that would be one of those that and it and it is something that is recorded yeah, on occasion. Right.
0: And I've, but it, I've heard that from a couple of people. And it's just, uh, I've never experienced it. We've had battery failures before. It's so only because we, you know, not, I'm guessing I didn't put the old, the, the bat, new batteries in there. I actually, because of that, I actually put new batteries in every time. But I actually had lithiums in this thing. And, uh, when I fired at the camera, and I, I triple checked it because I actually was prepared for this because I was trying to recreate this incident I had a, a couple times out there with them blowing box at the equipment and everything and coming up and grabbing it. So I actually uh, put some game cams on, on all my farms now. So, so the, the picture was, I was hoping to get some pictures I triple checked this damn camera, except that it had a battery level of 79%, and I actually say it on the recording but it it didn't fire, it was completely dead. The batteries were completely dead when I went out there. but again you that i I put it off for not putting fresh batteries in there. I should' have but uh when people say that, but I had a parabolic it was completely recording the whole time. It had fresh batteries in it, and they were in touch. so if people want to say that, you know, I just thought it was it, it shouldn't it shouldn't have happened. that's good bugs you that. This camera didn't fire after I triple-checked it, you know, and I checked the camera afterwards and, you know, and I checked it before, so it was actually checked four times to make sure it was fire, and it was testing like it was going to fire a video every time. Well, when I went out there, it was completely dead, but the, the parabolic recorded and everything, and the batteries were all up, so I don't know what to say about that, so.
1: I just write it off So in, right I mean, for the so what happened was you had placed some apples, and when you went back, mm-hmm. and some apple apples were gone. The, and the and we camera back in
0: the floor in the same spot. So, but not the the battery incident. But just let you know, this spot we've had to uh, they did the same thing This is like the third or fourth time where they sit back and throw do rocks down at the equipment. We put it out there, and we're about like. Oh, probably 80, 90 feet away from this where we sit at. Uh, and we put this on the west end of camp, and we sit at the east side of camp. As long as we do that, because if we sit at the west end of camp, then we have activity on the east side of the camp. So, you know, they're always trying to see where well, we can't see him. So, but we've had this happen many times, and I was actually prepared for this because I was actually going to want to get this picture. It happened exactly like it was supposed to, but like I said, the camera did fire. So.
1: Which That's is just a weird. Easy. I mean, it's either some weird anomaly coincidence or there's something, I mean, because it has happened before I've heard stories. You were asking me if it ever happened. Mm-hmm. I've not had it. I've had that happen. We didn't yeah. util, have never gotten to utilize a lot of video and our, the trail cams that we have put out um, have never caught anything suspicious, but... Um, mm-hmm. I also think people, you know, get in this thing. Well, it's just they they can sense the trail, and I, I don't think it has to be anything that's um, super sensitive. I just think, well, you know, we we touch them, they smell like is, us, I, you know.
0: Yeah, well, that doesn't seem to bother them. Trust me, because I've had a a lot of them where I see, you know, we have our cameras up there in the trees, and they're moving them, and they and actually, I had a blurry photo. I think I should do that with uh, five of them in the photo where they're moving it, but you can actually see it's being moved, you know, and you can see trees in it, and then you can't you see clear, clearing and then another tree, and then you get a picture of them, and back to trees again. So it was actually moving and everything. But these ticker cameras have never failed me in the last couple of years without catching something. Usually I had old cameras that would light out or something you know, too close or whatever. These things are actually, I use the Browning trail cam, and actually they're a good camera, so they're quick. The share speaks and everything, so they seem to catch it. But um, this is the battery failure. I've never had any battery failures on them before, so like I said, I'm just going to write it off as that, you know, I've never had, I've never experienced any paranormal out there. You know what people say about the the and there Well, you, now, I see yeah. it in my eyes, but mind speaking. I've never had any of that stuff they were doing in the last nine years, and so neither has anybody I know out there uh, that's coming with this or anything to that at all. So I don't know what to say about that. So
1: Yeah, so wait, I, I want to back up the bus just for a minute, because you said you – did you say when you – in this um, occasion where something was moving the camera that you actually got some individuals on the camera? I mean, obviously not –
0: yeah, that's uh, all we did squash pictures. You have to have squash taken. <laughs> that's what we say. They actually, it was moving the camera and actually uh, moved it to an area and they caught them on the camera. And there's actually, you can see, uh, 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 it's got color in it. It's got a, a cinnamon-colored one. Um, they're hunched over a little bit. Uh, the female, she's standing above the thing. She's a she's seven foot, nine inches. And only because there's a, a log spoken off a little tree there, and her head comes at the top of that, so she's actually standing in a hole. you can't see that, and there's a log behind it uh there's a male in there, a big male He's comes over you can uh they're on all fours, he's on all fours. the other one's like getting down on all fours, and the female's standing, and she actually has a little one on her back, and you can actually see the legs you know are dangling there now it's still blurry that's why i I call it inconclusive, and I'm sure it a lot of times because it, it's because it's blurry. it's not crystal clear. Um you know, I can't think too but I've had everybody look at that and say the same thing. I sent everybody and they say, yeah, there's five there's five in this picture. There's it's gray, cinnamon, blonde, and uh, a darker brown one. Um and I think there's another one they see off the right. I don't see that one, but like I said I should uh, say there's estrogen, definitely clear. But that uh, that isn't something really familiar are sliding in there. But you know whatever. But uh, I just go by what I see. But you can actually see. Some did you go back in the back on the on the server back? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And did you go back to the location? Obviously, you are familiar with the area, and you looked mm-hmm. for like to see if these these uh, figures or or the shapes that you're seeing in this picture. Weren't there at some other time, right? You got this like yeah. before and it's after definitely, kind of. There's, yeah. not,
0: there's nothing there like that. Yeah, there's nothing there. Right. It's just, a, it's, just it's going up the side of a hill. and this thick area, I was trying to, uh, to set the cameras on. I was looking over. I was trying to get something coming over the hill, actually. And this is a little clear area here, and this is some old down stuff, uh, not very much of it. It was just a perfect clear spot, and you would have to come through here. So it looks like they were heading up the it's it's like a little ravine that goes up the up the mountain. And I suspect it because we we've had little we found little structures there, like little structures whatever size. There's camera. We actually threw my I threw up there four or four three or four cameras. We actually had eighteen videos going off, fired, um, had little teepees just out of the range of the IR, you know, built. You know, and they were like three feet tall or whatever, but something was skip on setting off my camera. So they were throwing you know, a big there was ended up being a big brush pile off the front of this camera. Uh one of the other cameras, not that camera. Um where something was they kept on throwing stuff in or setting it off. So I assume they could see the an hour and they were just setting it off all the time. So So I was just messing with it. Yeah, they were just messing with the cameras and everything, but they just happened to get lucky like, and take a picture of them, you know. And there was definitely one behind the camera, squeezing it around, when he did it, so. And, and, and in the past, like I said, I've had a lot of videos where something's moving. you see dirt coming out in the back. It doesn't mean any elk. We, we can't say everything is squads out there because I have pictures of bear attacking our cameras, uh, elk, deer. Uh, we've seen coyotes. We've seen... You know, just about it be a bit of wildlife out there. So we we see it, but uh, the only ones that have been messing with the cameras is, is the elk, bear, and squatches, That's what I always say. And nothing seems bad. You know, we have human scent all over them, and it doesn't stop them. It doesn't stop any of the wildlife. So I don't know if, you know, when people say, oh, you got to put, you know, wash them up or whatever. I don't do any of that stuff. So.
1: So, so Ben, what what is Bigfoot Ops' objective now going forward? I mean, you you're you know they're there. You've collected um, some evidence of. I mean, I, I would imagine a lot of audio stuff. You've had some some visual encounters. Um, I I know that in the past you you guys have found footprints and and impressions and stuff in the area. What what is
0: is your your objective? Well, most of the time, I I I started this all in the beginning because I was just living studying. There's a lot of uh, elderly people out there and uh, can't uh, disabled people out there. They can't get out and do this, so I basically. Get out, open their eyes and whatever. And I share pictures and uh, videos of our experiences and everything. Give a little presentation, but for they can, you know, live, live these moments, basically. Because a lot of people don't get to get out and go to the summit or whatever like that. And when I work there, I get, you know, once, once, once a month or whatever, give them a little presentation, but. It, it, they were just so curious and everything. And now I try to do that, like at the good library here at Graham, and go uh, good presentations there, just for people to experience it, you know, for uh, people can't get out there because uh, they, they they look at the internet and it isn't enough for them. So I try to, I'm actually trying to get now hour I'm trying to start doing YouTube videos thing 'cause because we were talking about that. Where we can get a little bit more in depth on what we show, what goes on when, when we're researching and everything, and go, let them be part of it by going over the evidence with us, whatever that they think. And uh, like I said, we don't—we're not trying to imply anything beyond uh, The trying to prove things now, so we're just basically talking heavens, and let, let them make their own opinions on uh, things because they don't always agree. You know, the people on there—you can't, you can't, you can only show so much. that I don't even let be the judge on it. I just present the the evidence. that said this is what we found. You know, what do you think? And I'm going to compel all the vocal, uh, the recordings and all the documentation. We try to document, uh, or at least I try to, interview these people, where they can actually, you know, make their own determination or their own opinion. what they think is out there, or what isn't out there, or whatever. So that's basically what I do, anyway. Now, some some of this, you know, are, some of my research partners are a little bit Different to thinking. someone money get that they, they want that sighting. Uh, Chuck, I don't like to speak for him. He, you know, he he was. I don't. I don't even want to say it because we we just research differently on certain things. Uh, but most of the time, all together in in a whole, we just collect evidence, and that's just good about Chuck. But the, there's some people that just want to have the experience when we take them out there. So. I just don't like speaking to speak somebody else with the you'll have to ask, you know, you've done that before, so I'm pretty sure the check is already telling you the history is or whatever. So
1: very cool. Well I think I that's cool that you are sharing that, you know, with folks that, that can't get out into the field and uh and, and it's still being asking for their... at the same time. We're still doing
0: documentation. It, to mm-hmm. give it to who I never know, you know. But we still save all the information. So one of these days when, you know, if, if and when it does happen, you know, and somebody has, uh, you know, they proved it. You know, I don't know if they think they're going to do that, but they the it, it's useful information. So, you know, if they say, for instance, that the state ever recognizes the state which they won't, the species. Uh, if if they were to do something like that, then they have some kind of you know documentation on what goes on, and and, and isn't just mine. It's it's people like uh, I, I I work close with Gerald uh, Adams. He sends me stuff weekly, very good stuff. I mean, talking about a spot on research. He's another one down there in your neck of the woods, Southern Oregon. He's got both relations pictures. Overall, great guy. Uh, likes to share his stuff too. Um, it's it's very interesting stuff. I mean, he gets a lot of vocalizations. I say, "Wow, that's really good." You know, he's got one vocalizing on his property there. I says, "Wow, you know, a lot of a lot of activity, just like our site." And we just compare notes on everything. And I think I've actually done that with you and uh, Larry, Larry Turner. And so we we you know we talk back and forth. You know. And I'm mm-hmm. more than happy to share anything we got, you know, and you're being willing to give me some of your stuff too, you know, listen, listen to this or give me your input on something. And that's the whole idea is just to work, work together, you know. Well, so i you say, say collaboration, not anyway, uh, competition. So I, mean, I don't tell you <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, that's it is – I agree. It's interesting is how when we've we've talked with other groups that – how much similarity there is? Like, oh, I've got vocals that sound just like that, you know. And it's mm-hmm. and it doesn't match anything that that uh, is in the the Macaulay Library of Sound. It's like that's this is something completely mm-hmm. unique that that and it is this artifact. These are these sounds do occur in different locations a lot. Sometimes even with in your your area, definitely with. Uh, mm-hmm. associated bigfoot activity sightings and other corroborating evidence is just not a single sound there's lots of sounds over t- lots of time with other things going mm-hmm. on you had a you had a really mm-hmm. weird um experience one time that you had shared with me, and you know people talk about being zapped about be you know where they, oh, they
0: you are disorientated oh, or yeah. Uh, I should, but, I mean I, I just, and I just get that thing again paranormal going on. I don't know if infrasound is actually paranormal. Uh, I got uh because you're gonna wanna know about that whole incident. Yeah, that one's really prominent in my mind. Um uh, for defense purposes, I would say for them. Uh, I was out there, uh, this was also a Charlie. Uh, sitting out there, and I don't remember exactly the date this kind of thing. You know, I never probably remember the date because I was so sick. Um, I was actually, I was up to researching, I was waiting for it to get dark, and I uh, was going to set my equipment like I normally do just before it was dark. And I was just taking a nap in my RV because my research they did my RV, by the way. Uh, I was sitting out taking a nap, and my wife yells into me from the uh, and this is and this be at this time was in the back the back door was in the back of the vehicle. And she was out there, I guess she was smoking or messing around or something, and she kind running in there and she said, Hey, Ben, there's something out there, something big or whatever. So I said, Oh, okay. And I thought well maybe it's a bear, but it's so light, you know, I'm half listening or for whatever. So I get up and she said, Oh, I think it's huge. So um, she didn't see it, she could actually hear it and I guess it was being behind a stump, which we've had some kind of activity go on before we're this area. So uh, me, I grabbed my camera and everything, and i jump off the back, and I think I don't even think I even hit the ground before I was predicted out of bombing. I mean, I wasn't sick. I'd never been this sick in my life, and I, I didn't feel like I got hit by anything. I just instantly, well, by the time I hit the ground, maybe take a step, I was just, Upsets them, and I was just com- continued uh, projectile vomiting. I could not go any farther. I was kind of doubled over, and I just kept on and kept on, you know. And uh, I turned around, and just looked at her, and I'm still, you know, pretending to vomit. And, I'm, and I just kind of like looked over to uh, and said, I'm not even going to go over there. So I actually crawled myself just about to get back into the RV, laid in the bed. I couldn't drive, I couldn't do, go anywhere. But I was doing this for like every ten, twenty minutes. I was uh, continuing throughout the night for twelve hours. I was vomiting, and I I wasn't sick. I hadn't even eaten anything. I hadn't even eaten dinner yet. And uh, so there's a thing. I always tell her my wife, "Is she? She tried to poison me or something." But no, it wasn't. It's never been anything like that. I've never <laughs> had to me like that. But that is the sickest I've ever been in my life. And I could not yeah, do that's... anything. All I wanted to do is lay there and die. I I, I called it. And I actually had this happen a week later down the road and I was doing some recording audios, but it was not as bad. I I did it for I perfectly again and like I said, the share that's actually had on recording this time. I was actually got to recording some uh, vocals out there across it's actually across the road from the city. It was only like ten feet across as the vocals come out there and all of a sudden I started doing it again. And I was just sitting there completely, you know, nothing wrong, nothing, whatever. And I was perfectly healthy and all of a I just went up and I haven't had that happen since then, but I tell you what, that if that's infrasound, I didn't hear anything, smell anything, just feel like I got zapped by electricity, hair strip blind or whatever. I was just sick. I mean, instantly. And you cannot do anything. But this like I said, this only lasted like about four hours that night. I thought, oh, God. But I said, I was going to actually get – I said, if they kept on doing this to me or whatever, it, what's going on out there, I said, I might have to give up researching now because there's no way in earth you going to do this. So – and I've been in close proximity to them since then um, in a couple of areas, and I've never had it happen again. But, oh, my God, that's terrible. You hit by something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, it was just a 100%. weird – Yeah, well,
1: and we don't know what it is. I think mean, – I. People refer to it as being zapped, you know, which which doesn't yeah. mean anything. It's just a word that somebody plucked out of the air, but had – somebody had a weird experience yeah. and, <laughs> you know, name denoted it, it so as like being said, zapped. That, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean that's – but like it was an association you know, like, –
0: it, it was mostly it's, uh, and I assume that's what it was. Moving in there was a big big making stuff. down. like I said, I didn't see the animals over there. But I just I didn't even want to deal with what was over there. I just, I just would kick my ass into that thing and lay down. I said there's nothing more I could do for rest of the night. And I like said I've never been sick like that in my life. So
1: not even drinking heavily yeah, it... or whatever. But sick. <laughs> It it won. I mean, whatever it it didn't yes. want you coming out there. Oh, if that yes. if it was the cause, so that I just thought that was a weird experience. So, yeah. Well, is I've there anything at, else you I've been doing it for a
0: few years, so I never had it happen. Yeah. Well,
1: we're just about up against the clock here. So, is there anything else you'd like to share with yeah. the Monster x audience before we? We uh, call it a night. You no, know, just say hey, just,
0: just like everybody's safe out there and everything when they do this. It's it's a uh, interesting thing is researching or whatever. So it's like people to enjoy it. I said if anything, if people would not worry about what the Bigfoot community is doing or whatever, um, <laughs> it, it's actually a great experience. I said I I love taking friends out there and everything. We go out there and you get to share the experiences and stuff. And sometimes. Very seldom, you know, we we the right time or whatever. We have some kind of, you know, some kind of activity going on. But there's there's only been a couple of times we don't don't have. And I actually took law enforcement out there. We've had a uh, them through the and everything it, for people that I love. That when they when they doubt or they're they're, they're skeptical or whatever, they didn't get to see it for themselves. But that doesn't happen a lot. So, but it's interesting.
1: So. Well, Ben, I want to thank you for joining me tonight and uh, talking Bigfoot. It's always fun to, to catch up with you. And mm-hmm. I, I know you have been after me as well as Shane to come out and, and go squatching with him. We're going to make that happen here for too much longer.
0: You can get got Scraggy Larry out there, too. Get that Larry turn Yeah. There. Well, he, Larry's. He's, his
1: buddy. Yeah, I know he, he's
0: I know he's not doing well. So I love that guy, too.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's had some surgery, like and he's recovering. But... Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, well, sir. Ben, thanks, a yeah, l- again for, for... <laughs> thanks again for for uh, taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Join us next week for a new episode of Monster X Radio. Until then, everybody, keep it squatchy. Be safe out there, as Ben says. Thanks a lot. Thank yep.